Greetings. Welcome to Hood Rat to Harvard podcast with your host, Chandrika Simmons, also known as The Law Chick. Today I have a special guest, my first guest ever on my new launch of my new podcast, um, is my sister, Shatera Kahal. Hello. you introduce yourself? Hello, world. I am Dr. Shatera Kahal. Professionally, I go by Dr. Shaterica because I want the world to know that a Shaterica can be a doctor. I am a chiropractor. I am a Reiki practitioner and all around dope as human. Intuitive healing facilitator. What does that yes. mean? Um, well, during when I started out doing Reiki, I would start getting messages and I thought that it was me like drifting during the session. But then I started sharing what was coming up and I realized that is whoever I was working with, it was messages for them for confirmation that they were going through. Um, and so now I've honed in on that and tapped on to that gift that I have. Um, and so I work with clients intuitively to help them bring um, wellness to their forefront and any blockages or anything that they're working through, we do that intuitively. So I kind of tap into their subconscious and bring it to the conscious, their consciousness for them. And you have a website? I do. DrShaterica.com. Can you spell it for us? D-R-S-H-E-R-T-E-R-I-C-A.com. Thank you so much. And um, just for everyone to know, so I'm the lawyer, she's the doctor, and we are related how? We got the same mama. Not the same mama. <laughs> Not the same mama. Oh. So we have the same mother. Her name is Frida. Um, and so we wanted to talk about um, today. Um, our topic is love it or hate it. It's a discussion about being smart and being first generation graduates and the hate and the love that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe that I am the first to graduate from college mm-hmm. uh, in, on mom's side of the family, and I am the first lawyer. And I believe you are the second. Are you the second to graduate? I am the second. She graduated a day after me. She, meaning one of our cousins. Our cousins. She graduated a day after me, so I'm the second that I love so dearly. Um, So, and we will be the three, I think. Is there anybody that came after? Oh, we have a a smaller cousin. Um, I know. Is anybody else after the third? We have another cousin. She has an associate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do. So, yeah. So, we have another cousin that has an associate. And then we have another that has a bachelor's. And then we have a cousin daughter who has uh, a bachelor's as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, that, it's not that many of us. We can count them on two hands. <laughs> but we here. <laughs> but we here, honey. Um, so I know when that the love and hate didn't start for me once I got a degree. Did it start for you once you got a degree or was the love and hate always there? Um. I don't, I don't want to say it was hate. What are you going to call it? Um, I'm going to say it was different. I'm not going to call it hate because me being an adult now, it could be projecting hate therapy, but um, I really do. 
Um, I think it was just not understanding being different. Okay. Uh, not well. The people who are not you understanding being different. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I I can agree with that. Um, I'll latch on to your therapy. Uh, give me one of those tools. I'll take it. Okay. Um, that they didn't understand how we were different. I think it came from growing up. Our mother um, is very intelligent, very smart. Um, I don't think I knew any of this until recently, recent years of how smart she was to others in the family and how she, how well she did in school. Um, so as a result of that, she, she speaks with great diction. She likes to pronunciate her words. She likes to be clear. And she also has a, um, a uh, what do you call it? When you, when you crave a craving for education, like she likes to learn. It's a word for it, but we're going to go over crave. Crave. <laughs> She has a, a, yeah, she likes to learn. And so I guess because we are her children and we lived in the house with her, we took on pretty much those traits that we like to learn too. Uh, we're, we're exceptionally smart. I think I was deemed um, gifted at a, at a young age and we definitely knew you were gifted um, with the ability to be able to um, transform yourself into different characters. Um <laughs> And be different people and cry on cue and it was, it was something. Um, and so I think what came with being living in the South, we all we lived in the South and we spoke very well um, and different than our relatives. And so some of our relatives and I think we were, um, we call it teasing or what would you call that? I would say it was teasing, yeah, because I got called Miss America. I got called uh, Tire Banks. I don't know where the Tire Banks came from, but Miss America uh, and Tire Banks, and just because I spoke properly, I might not be doing it now, or I might, I don't know. But most of the time, as a little kid, I didn't speak slang. My words were very clear. I had a Valley Girl accent. So, yeah, it was teasing. Teasing. Okay. Cause, um, and then what we got with that was, uh, free to kids think they better than everybody else. I know I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that? Cause I got that. Um, Hmm. No. Yeah. Maybe cause I don't want to own it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, this, this shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I I recall it very well. I'm I'm well deep in my forties, and so I recall them saying, uh, "Free the kids think that y'all think y'all better than everybody else." Um, why 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 we couldn't why we don't get to do certain things like they did? Because mom also dressed us really nice. Because mm -hmm. she's a she's a fashion icon. Mm -hmm. She likes to dress nice and look nice, and so we got all that too. And she likes to shop. <laughs> yeah. But I think where I think what it is, I think it's from your generation. So coming up with you and then my age, cause my the cousins my age, it was different because I got teased, but I don't ever remember being saying you think you're better than everybody else. So I think like the the group that you came up with and the group that I came up with was different. 
Mm -hmm. Our experiences still could have been the same, but I don't ever, I don't ever feel like they, the cousins my age made me feel like I, like I was, that they told me that, like, I felt like I was better than them, but I was teased though. I was treated differently though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So I guess we did. Cause we are, uh, I think we should disclose it to everybody that we are 10 years apart. Mm -hmm. So I was a whole uh, teenage, I mean, preteen in my mind <laughs> when you came along. Um, and basically, once you were born, you, uh, you're, you got handed to me. Mm -hmm. So you were my responsibility until I basically went off to college. And so um, you got to see a lot of things that you shouldn't have saw. <laughs> to experience. That's another episode. Yeah, you got to experience a lot of things you should not have experienced because I was uh, just a teenager uh, with a whole uh, baby, basically. Um, so when you, um, so let's talk about the love. Okay. Dipped into the, the teasing and the lack of understanding differences. Um, so we mischaracterized that as hate. Um, so what about the love? Um, it's, I feel like everybody is very proud and um, I'm still sitting with it. Um, I feel like it's, it's a lot to be like, to be proud of. Oh, you, you did this and you did that. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem like grand to me. I'm still sitting with that. I know what I did is a feat in itself, but it still feels to take in all that. I'm so proud of you and you did this and you did that. Um, it's still it's still different to take in. Okay. So I know on my journey, mm -hmm. I was, um, let's say, from my dad's side of the family, it was expected. So... I don't think it was any type of love. There wasn't anything. They just expected you to um, go to school and graduate and become something. And so what on my side, I do now, now that I've, um, I look back on it, I know cousin Darlene was like the first person that made me realize that this was a big deal. Like she, she and her mom, um, Aunt Nancy took, I wasn't looking for her name. I was looking for a <laughs> word. I actually know who Aunt Nancy is. <laughs> I was looking for the words of what they did when I graduated from college. Like Aunt Nancy would, uh, she and I would talk on the phone. Um, and cousin Darlene, like, sh like I didn't get many gifts when I graduated um, college because it was expected because I, I was with my dad's side of family. So it was expected that that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And we did the whole graduation thing and now it's over and let's do the next step. Mm -hmm. But on, 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 uh, Dar cousin Darlene was the, uh, the, I think the only person that sent me an actual graduation gift. At, I don't think I had ever received uh, a graduation gift. When I graduated from high school, I didn't get anything. And when I graduated from um, college, she was the first. And so it just made me, and I wrote her this long letter thanking her for acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. And it just made me realize that this, oh, this is a big deal. Like 
graduating from in this family is a really big deal. And so um maybe that's felt, why I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I felt the love there, but go ahead. Maybe because in our household, how you said on your dad's side it was expected in our household. Like me and you and mom, I just felt like that's what you do. Like I didn't really see any other way outside of graduating high school and going straight to college. I just felt like that was what I was supposed to do. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a question or anything. Like it was, okay, so where are you going to school? Not what are you going to do now when you're done with high school? So maybe that's why it just seems like, like a progression. Yeah. Like that was just a pattern. Like mom, mom went to school. She, she didn't finish, but she went. And so to me, it was like, well, that was just the natural like what you have to do. That's what it what was expected. You graduated, you went to school. So that's my term. I graduated, I go to school. So that maybe it's just because it felt like my my norm. Everybody has a norm, but for my norm, that's what it seemed like. I didn't I didn't see any other way. I didn't I didn't see any other option. Okay. So I get that because that's what I got on my dad's side of the family that I was going to go to school and that was just what it was going to be and just decide what it is that you're going to do. Um, and so they, they were a family of teachers. So I just decided I was going to go to school to be a teacher. And that's what I did. I went to school to be a teacher. But you were going to be a teacher? You didn't know that? No. What? Oh, you were going to be a all my credits are on the track to be an actual educator. So once I got to my last semester, where we do the student teaching in the classroom, and they place me, they placed me in uh, Detroit Public Schools uh, classroom, and I could not deal with the parents. Whoa. It wasn't. The I said, oh. Wasn't this, no, no, I, I love the kids. Okay. It was the parents. Wow. Um, sending kids to school, not washed. Sending kids to school without a lunch. Sending kids to school who've been up all night. Wow. And then you you call them on the carpet on it and they got an attitude. I had no idea. you like, what? The last straw with me, this peep this. So... Little girl brought her lunch to school, but she had leftovers, a whole pork chop. Uh, whatever they had the day before, that's what she had for lunch. And her mom expected me to go to the teacher's lounge and warm it up for her and bring it back for, for her to eat. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not, no. I'm not doing this. This is it for me. I went to my uh, counselor and I was like, what do I need to do to get out of here sooner? Because this ain't it. Uh, this ain't it. <laughs> she was like, you can get a degree in English and history. And I was like, yep, that worked for me. Wow. And that's why, that's why I have a degree in English and history. Because uh, I no, I just, no, I, I went to school to be an educator. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Wow. All these years and you didn't even know that? I just thought you really like English history and you wanted to be a lawyer. I know you like to read and I know you like history. I just figured it fit together, but it makes sense. Sir. No. So once I did graduate, I never forget this either. So I was now I have a degree in English and history. What can you do with that? Teach. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I went to my aunt. 
Lossler, and I asked her, I was like, I don't know what I, what to do with this. I'm not going in the classroom, so I don't know what to do. And she, I was in her kitchen, and she and I were in her kitchen, and uh, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. She's like, what are you, what are you, what are you passionate about? I said, I was thinking about going to law school, but I don't know. She's like, if that's what you want to do, then do it. And that's what I did. I applied to law school. My aunt Callie, I borrowed five hundred dollars from her to apply for the for the application and apply. Got in and. Here we are. Here we are, honey. But yeah, you, it was nothing I could do with an English and a history degree. I could be a librarian. And I was like, I'm too loud. I am way too loud for that profession. Mm-hmm. And I'm too, um, what do you call it when somebody is disturbing your peace and, and you got to check them? I'll check you. And so I didn't need to be a librarian. I'd be loud and checking people in a, in a uh, facility that's not conducive for being loud and checking people. <laughs> So yeah, none of that. Um, but yeah, so I the love. I guess um, I think the I experience more. Lo- I guess love and hate now in interacting with people who need my services that have known me prior to me having a law degree, mm-hmm. and they like, oh, so so you so it's the two edged sword. So you you need me. But you don't like the fact that you knew me prior to law degree. And you think that the law degree has changed me. It has not. <laughs> I've been this way my entire life. I just needed a, a law degree to solidify all the things that I am. Hmm. So just like you, you've always had healing hands, right? Right. And you just needed somebody to give you a certificate to tell you that I have these are from healing. He's a certified healing hands. I had somebody the other day ask to get adjusted for free. I only adjust like relatives for free. And I told him my price and he was like, what you mean? Didn't I, what night didn't I help you through school? I said, yeah, I'm a student. Now I'm a doctor. You got to pay for it. Like, I what? <laughs> What no. you wait, 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 wait. <laughs> they what they expected you to do the service for free because yeah. you an undergrad? Yeah. And I said, no. Hmm, that's interesting. I was a student then. I'm a doctor. You will pay. That is uh wow. Yeah. But you know what I learned about that? Um uh oh. My husband is a barber, and when his father lived here, mm-hmm. and he would come to go to go to um, Canadians to get his hair cut and pay him. And he said, "I pay him because I don't expect to get a free haircut because if my son wasn't a barber, I would have to go to a barber to get my haircut." Oh, I like that. So I would have to pay somebody. Why not pay my son? Girl, ever since then, I'm like, my father-in-law pays. Everybody got to pay. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. He pays. Everybody pay. And I think a lot of people take take relationships. is it relationship in relation being in relation to each other? That's different than being in a relationship, right? Associations. 
Well, I'm saying it with bloodlines oh. as well. So I guess associations and being in relation. Okay. One. So I, yeah, do I, don't, I don't have no blood relatives out here, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So what I, you know, I do. So yeah. I think that me people mistake that 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 deems that you sh- you're supposed to have uh, I'm supposed to give you something full access when that's indeed not the opposite. When in actuality, what you should want is to make sure that I succeed and that you properly pay me for the services so that I can succeed. Because think about it, if I were to keep giving everybody who was an associate or in relation to me free services, then when would I have time to cater to people who actually want to pay me? How how am I supposed to maintain and take care of my family? Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just, the thinking for some people is beyond me, especially people who just know you and expect to get discounts from you. I I don't expect to get a discount from anybody. Um, whatever your price is, if I can't afford it, I'm out. But if I can, I'm paying it. I'm not trying to negotiate down. I'm not trying to make you um, pay less than what you think you're worth. I'm not that chick. I'm the law chick, but I'm not that chick um, to do that. So I, I uh, cause you know, I, as part of the Black Women Lawyers Association, when I was a president, I used to have to negotiate a lot of, um, contracts for vending contracts and my second year of doing it because that first year i was like i would browbeat somebody down to get a discount that second year i was like they would tell me what especially with caterers they would tell me what their price is and i'm like okay that's not in my budget and i'm like thank you for your services you do not have to respond back to this um i don't want you to lower your your amount Mm -hmm. Uh, i would just find someone within my budget because i don't want you to if I say my budget is fifteen hundred, and you said it is, this is going to cost you two thousand. Well, hold on, you ain't got to come down to fifteen hundred for me. If your thing is two thousand, there's somebody out here that will pay two thousand. Don't lessen it for me. I will find a caterer that will pay that I can afford for my for what I can afford. And so I, I had a um, uh, a caterer reply back to me and say, "Thank you so much for Simmons for for teaching me that life lesson for not devaluing myself." Okay. He didn't do. He didn't do it for us because I wouldn't let him just continue to knock down mm-hmm. the price. You got to stand for something. Your price is your price. You know what your price, what you needed to break even, right? So yeah, the love or hate. Yeah, I still sit with the love. Like um, when people tell me, like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you," and. I don't know, I just, it really just feels expected. like I don't feel like I did anything extraordinary, not to downplay what I've been through, but it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel like, not only say that I deserve it, because you're going to be proud of me regardless, but it doesn't feel like, I don't know, it's, I can't find the word for it right now, but it's just, it's, I'm still sitting with it. Cause maybe, cause like I said, it was expected. And oh, wait a minute, you can't accept when someone is proud of you. No, I, 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 I'm no, I accept that they're pr- that they're proud of me. It's just like the praise, like there's difference. Like my words aren't coming out right. 
like when it's like, oh, you, you a doctor, you, 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 you made it like that, that part. I'm like, no, it's just a profession that I chose and I'm, I'm here. I don't know. Even when Dia was proud of you. That's different. Okay. Well, talk to me. I'm trying to understand the difference now. That's different. So, um, so our grandmother is, um, Medea, Cora Jackson, the original Medea. Okay. And, and, and we were very close. Sorry, folks. You mean to tell? So tell me, what's the difference? I don't. I don't know. Grandmother's love is just different. You can't even put that in a category. Um, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm trying to say. Um. <laughs> I don't know. So I felt like, you know, because Dia, Dia and I talked every weekend that I was in law school. Every weekend. I talked to her every week. Every weekend. Traveling back and forth. <clears throat> and so I understood very clearly how proud she was of the fact that I was even going to law school. And then the aftermath of graduating and everything, it was she cried. Like, ain't no deal to cry. <laughs> didn't cry. She was just like, I'm so proud of you and all the stuff that you've accomplished and stuff. And so, and that's sort of the, it, it felt the same, I guess, when my aunt, like when my, when mom's sisters do it, mm -hmm. it feels the same to me. Like they have that same pride. I, cause I understand where it came from. Cause I understand how they were brought up. Mm hmm environment and so for this to manifest into this I understand why they are so um proud of the fact that they have a niece that has accomplished this okay. and in some ways a uh, form or fashion that they played some type of part in it and they did um like so, so I get that um like okay so dear so uh I'm precious I I'm precious is over, was overly proud of you. Like, did you accept that? Yes. So here's what it is. Um, it's it's not. It's here we go with the projection. This was supposed to be a therapy session, but here we are. Um, it's me, um, not feeling like I've like because my goals haven't been met yet. And my my definition of success and what what I feel like should be you be should be proud of is an equate to them. So like I um my words are getting all wrong. But what I'm so trying to mean is you were because, not, because you haven't achieved what you wanted to, you think that yeah. once you did that, then if they recognize that you you feel different. Yeah. What haven't you achieved that you wanted to achieve? Um, the 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 love of my business. Um, and I understand I'm just starting out and I have to give myself grace. Um, but just professionally, I don't feel like I've like I've made it yet. I'm here and I'm just starting out. But once I feel like, yes, I I have I have made it, then it's really more so me. It's not even them. It's not even anybody's uh, love. Um, 
because I accept it all and I, um, I value it and I'm grateful for it. It's me. It's internally. It's me. It's my, it's, so it's, my. it's receiving. You have, you're having a hard time mm-hmm. receiving it. Yeah. What you, what you recognize that the love oh, is yeah. there. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't have, I don't have a hard time um, receiving. Well, I guess I don't know about receiving. I acknowledge it and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging and appreciate something is receiving it, right? I guess, right? Yeah. So I do. I I I get that. I guess because I guess because we all grew up together. As far as me, because I'm a little older than you, mm-hmm. uh, though I grew up with them, so I understand the struggle. I got to see a lot of the struggle, and so I understand why they um, like um, the fact that that we have accomplished this, because. Here's the thing. I feel the same way. Like when, when you graduated, I was wow, over the top, and just from college because we didn't think that was gonna happen. <laughs> I made it though. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, oh shit. Thank God for grace, honey. But I made it. I was so overly elated. And then when um, when Mimi graduated, I my heart just I was like, we just got to keep this going. Just keep just keep going. And we can get these kids graduating and know that there's a way out. And I was just hoping for the next generation to to do the same thing. And then Krista graduated. I'm so proud of Krista. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Uh, then well, when, when Keisha graduated. I was so proud of Keisha. I was like, "Wow, this is come on. Let's keep the, we we had a good we had a good run there for a minute." But it's never too late, though. Even if, if anybody's watching, and it's it's never too late. It's never too late. You got breath in your body. You can still accomplish anything. So it's never too late. Even if like I know it's easy to do it when you're younger, but it's never too late. No, you. I had a baby my freshman year. Girl. It took me eight years to to complete undergrad, just working and taking care of a child and still going to school. My other grandmother, my my biological father's grandmother, uh, told me one year, and I was she was very clear and said little words, but what she said resonated with me. And um, she was like, "Baby, you take real good care of that one." And I say yes, ma'am. And she said, mm-hmm. Real good care. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Meaning don't have no more. You're done. Okay. Until you can afford them, you need to concentrate on just that one. And that's what I did. I just concentrated on just that one child and, and get myself together. And then I didn't have any more until... I had graduated college and had a, a career. Um, so I was very clear about that. So it's in, I didn't, it's yeah, eight years for undergrad. And then I didn't graduate from law school until I was in my thirties. Mm-hmm. So it's never too late to live your dream. No. If that's what you want to do, you know, cause some people dream is maybe not to go to school, but to maybe open a business. Um, and that was my dream too, and yours as well, that you wanted to run your own business and not work for someone else. Because I don't think that we have the type of personalities that work well um, in with supervision. 
like that. I'm gonna start saying that because before I'll say I don't do well with authority. Um, I don't want nobody tell me when and what and how I can do it. So I like that supervision. I like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't work well in supervision. I used to tell my old uh, boss when I worked for the union. Um, uh, you hired me, so I'm pretty good at what I do. So just get out of my way. Mm. And so what I what I take that take that to me going forward is that just hire good people and then just get out their way. No need to micromanage. Like micromanaging anybody, I'd like for someone to know what needs to be done once they're exposed to what's happening mm-hmm. and be able to do go about doing just that. Um, yeah, because I don't think, um, yeah, I, I'm not, we're not equipped for, for supervision. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that God saw fit for us to be able to be entrepreneurs and do this. Um, on our own and actually make a living from it because that direct deposit um is a is a dream killer (laughs) 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 dreams kill your dreams because that it hitting every every time just hit and you like yeah yeah one day i'm gonna start yeah and then direct deposit you like i really want to let that go right and um Healthcare. <laughs> that part. Healthcare, uh, employer incentive healthcare, uh, provided healthcare is a uh, is is a dream killer as well. Mm-hmm. You just gotta step out on faith and do what you're supposed to do, and I think that's what we both did. Um, both just finding our way. Um, but this is our path. Yeah. So I'm thankful for the love that I do receive. Um, and I don't even acknowledge any of the. The misconstrued uh, uh, feelings because I'm different um, from people. I'm trying to not say hate. Misconstrued feelings because I'm different. Yeah, I think that's what it is that they they are thinking one thing versus another. Yeah, so I think some people who didn't know, like if you see us, like. If you present yourself to somebody you that never met you, don't know your story, don't know how you arrived here, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm Doctor Shacherica Hall," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, she's a doctor, so she must be mm-hmm. whatever they have congealed con- up in their heads, mm-hmm. not knowing the story, not knowing how how you got here, not knowing how hood radish <laughs> we are. <laughs> do not, do not ever." Get it twisted. Oh. That's the hood radishness, and that's a new word I'm coining. The hood, hood will come out because it will, and it comes out on a daily basis. We know how to be professional when we need to be, and we know how to be ourselves. Uh, uh not just ourselves. What is it's? It's a uh, um, Michelle Obama said it best. Um, it's just uh, a portion of my personality, so I know how to. Be professional. That's a portion of my personality. And then this, when I'm hood radish and dropping all types of F-bombs and MFers and... I ain't cursed today. I did good. You better than me, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I did good. Honey, I let them fly. I did good. Let them fly today. I'm not girl, whatever. And then yesterday I was, I think I lost my mind yesterday. I dropped so many uh 
N words. I ain't know. I oh, gosh, just horrible. <laughs> just, just, need to, <laughs> just need to do better. Here's my testimony, honey. Hmm. So my kids wanted me to get them some hot Cheetos and some Takis, which are two things that I do not buy. I do not purchase for them. I do not do that. Um, because of whatever they put in them, I don't understand and I don't care for them. But because they were so good and they wanted to do something creative with these things, make some hot Cheeto macaroni and cheese balls and do something with this Taki. I said, I'll go get it. I went to the party store for the first time in um, 10 years. I, I don't frequent party stores because I just don't. I go to the grocery store. <laughs> you know, I don't do that. And um, when he rang it up and he said it was $13, I said, run it back. <laughs> what did you buy? How many bags did you I buy? I bought two bags of che hot Cheetos. I bought one bag of Takis. And I bought one bag of better made, no salt potato chips. That's five that bags of chips for $13? For $13.56. $13. When I tell you, I went in professional. I came out. This, I was like, he got me all the way fucked up. Like, <laughs> like I, said, I, said, I said, I was like, run it back. Run it back. He was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I was like, run it back. How much are those? $3.99. I said, for one bag of chips? How much are those? $4.30. What? For one bag? Right. I said, you ain't got to worry about me ever coming back here, sir. I'm good. I'm good on you. I'm good on them. I'm good on all this. $13? For some chips? For some chips? Y'all got me messed up. On today. On today. On today. That's what I said. Uh-uh. I'm not doing it. So when I say this hood rat can come out for on these from this professional, uh, it can. That's why I had to start this whole podcast to let out some of this hood rat energy. <laughs> See, you have to be professional in the daytime when you go into the courtroom. I don't. In my space, I can be exactly who I am. Um, except when I'm giving my chiropractic talk. And then after that, it's back to this. Because I would read you for fifth of you not doing what I said. And I'm reading <laughs> you. <laughs> Ask my patients. They come in here and I say, did you do what I asked you to? Oh, no. Is I want a proper. How you going to do? How you want me to help you if you want help yourself? So, yes. Oh, so we're cut from the same cloth. So my clients know I don't play. That whole you think you can do it better than me sitting in, sitting with my when they could come to my office. Now I got to do them on Zoom. Mm -hmm. But sitting there telling me uh, what what your game plan is and how you plan on proceeding and stuff. Well, what you need me for? If you could do it so well, why are you here? Okay, I'm not playing these games with you. You you can get it together, honey. You either want me or you want to get gone. It ain't gonna be two of us. Both of us not lawyers. Okay. <laughs> one of us is, and one of us thinks they are. So let's go with the one who is. Girl, <laughs> not playing. I play no games with you. I'm not. You know, I made. I made a conscious effort to take only cases that I want to take, not anything that walks through the door. And I'm glad that I do that. 
because I would have such a headache. Taking everything I walk through the door? Yeah. Not, no, because then we're going to be, I'm going to be on 10 all the time. I don't want to be on 10 all the time. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Get a break. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had to start a whole podcast to get all of this out and to address all my hood rat shitness. Hood rat is shit is shit. Is. What are you saying? Hood rat is shit shitness. Hood rat is shit. Hood rat ishness. Oh, shit. That part. So that's what I be on. Yes. Oh yeah. But um, I appreciate you um being my first guest oh. and partaking in this journey with me. I'm uh, excited for you. Me too. My next guest is going to be our cousin um, Kendrick Moore. Um, and we'll be discussing the criminal judicial system. I don't call it justice because it isn't any. Um, and you and you know, and I know that he was incarcerated for 20 years for um, a crime that he did not commit and recently was released um, about four months ago. And so we're going to talk to him. He's going to be my second guest, hopefully, um, about that and all the reforms that he would like to see in the criminal uh, judicial system. Um, Cause there's a lot to discuss. And I think my next guest after that, it may be my ratty ass daughter. Oh, it just may be uh, her. You may get banned from Facebook from that one. And then I definitely want to have my <laughs> have my husband on um, as well because a lot of people don't understand our dynamics, which is the really uh, wackadoo one, but it works somehow for us at this moment. So I like to discuss that. <laughs> Oh God! Like this, guys. So I have some up and coming, upcoming uh, podcasts and shows that um, I think people will find interesting. I'm I'm embarking on this new venture to find my way. I'm hoping that um, even though I have no audience as of yet, that I soon will find my tribe. Um, but you seek is seeking you. Right. So I know there's someone out there like me who who wants to listen to what I listen to and and relate to the things that I'm saying and the things that I'm doing and how I move um, in my journey of growth, because I'm on this journey of growth. I think we we both are Mm -hmm. because some people are really stagnant and they like it because being comfortable is 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 comfortable for a reason. Yeah. Um, and I don't really like being comfortable because in comfort, you find that you don't have growth. Like change is the only thing that's normal to me. Right. Well, you know, we grew up with a a mother who, who moved quite a bit. Not only that, but our living room setup changed every three months. That too. Um, Yeah. That's so true. I'm just used to, I, well, yeah, we grew up moving and growing. We're not growing, we're changing. So I think that's why we have no, and I think that's when we feel stagnant, why it's so freaking uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Oh. I, I want to move. Uh, and I think people who have been like had a traditional life of growing up in the same house, same street, have the same childhood friends, like growing like they we don't have that. That's that's foreign to us. Although you still have your friends from high school, right? The oldest friend I have um, that I talk to on a regular basis is from middle school. So from 12. Okay. Yeah. But so, but I lucked up because majority of the people I went to middle school with, we went to high school together. Oh, okay. But I'm not one of those. But half of them went to kindergarten from kindergarten to high school together. I didn't get that experience. So. Yeah. Neither, well, yeah. Neither yeah. did I. So I don't, I don't have any, um, I got t- maybe two friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe two, two or three. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for growth. And I'm hoping that this, um, I'm knowing that this is going to be a good outlet for me. And I'm hoping that it becomes a a profitable, relatable one. um, Because I don't want to go through another season uh, during this pandemic of having all my streams of income dry up. They tell you, be an entrepreneur. Why don't you? Be your own this. Why don't you? And then a pandemic comes and says, yeah, let me tell you something about that. Right. Right. We're going to shut all this down. Okay. And uh, do with it what you must. And these bills will continue, still continue to come. Definitely been an interesting year, to say the least. It is. So we have 15 minutes left. Um did you want to give any tidbits on life? Did you want to um, give any expressions of gratitude? Do you want to teach anything that you've learned? Um, like I do continuous learning every week. Did you learn anything last week? Something you wanted to share? What do I want to share? Oh, I got a mouthful. Um, one, mental health matters. If you don't have a therapist, therapist. Uh, please get one. Um, I'm an advocate for emotional wellness and mental health. And I really do. It makes a hell of a difference in your journey to self. Even if you didn't have a traumatic childhood or if you're going through anything, even if you just are breathing, you need a therapist. And um, what have I learned I learned a lot, but like I have a, a, like, well, you know, we just read random stuff and it keeps going. Maybe I should hone in on one topic and then that way just like stay focused. Um, But I do want to know for anybody, even if you're not in Georgia, my services are worldwide because energy knows no boundaries. I do offer intuitive coaching and Reiki healing. Um, And that supports your emotional wellness. Um, Our body holds memories. So even if you are feeling like you are stuck or you can't get through something, that's because there's still, um, your body is hold on to that trauma or event um, and it needs help releasing that. So hit me up for Reiki healing and intuitive coaching. Um, I've learned to be gracious with myself. Um, I opened my practice in February, a month before everything shut down. Um, and I'm a service-based business, meaning people have to come to me. So, um, and I was being so hard on myself um, 
and had to really realize to sit down and realize what this year has been. Like, it wasn't normal at all. Even if I opened in February, nobody was coming out the house for five months. They didn't know that they could come see me. So I've learned to be gracious with yourself um, and be kind to yourself and be compassionate with yourself. That's my season right now. I thought it was being patient, but the season I'm in right now is just being compassionate with yourself. And maybe somebody else needs to hear that too, just to be compassionate and be grace, have, give grace towards yourself. Um, what else have I learned? Um, What's your email address? Dr. Shaterica, D-R-S-H-E-R-T-E-R-I-C-A at Hallway of Healing, H-A-L-L-W-A-Y-O-F, Healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot com. Um, yeah. So I just got off a, a consultation with a client of mine who comes to me frequently for life advice. Mm-hmm. And the client is a younger person. Mm-hmm. So today what I gave them was this tool to basically what you're saying as far as grace, I didn't use those words. Mm-hmm. I did allow, allow yourself to change. Mm-hmm. You at 24 will not be the same you at 29. You at 29 would not be the same you at 32 and 32 would not be the same you at 35, 35 and 40 and so on and so on. Said so, so what we do know is that we will change. And what we do know is that we have to adjust our mindsets to uh, to be open to the change. And know that things are cyclical. Life is cyclical. So everything happens in cycles. We know these. We know this. Um, so give yourself five, a five-year plan of what you want to do and what you want to see manifest in five years, because after five years, it's going to change what you're going to want to do. It's going, it's, it's just inevitable. Nobody teaches us these things, which they should, but it's inevitable that this, that this will change for you. Um, so just give yourself the opportunity to be open to your change. Accept it, embrace it. So today you can be a firefighter. Five years from now you can be uh, running a fruit stand. It's okay. (laughs) Because if that's what you wanted to do, you should be able to do those things and do it without judgment. And what I I sensed from the client was fear was preventing them Mm. from doing what it is that they wanted to do. They wanted, again, they were um, fear, fear of not having the direct deposit fear of not the unknown of what it looks like if I were to do this and if I were to do that, what does that actually look like? Well, you don't know what it looks like because you've never done it. So the whole thing you conjured up in your head of, I don't know what that looks like. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Because I didn't know what running the law practice with me in it looked like, right? I've seen people law practice, but I hadn't read one. So I don't know what it looked like for me, but it did not stop me from doing it. Mm-hmm. So you can't let fear um, be a hindrance to yourself and you got to get out of your own way. Fear is just you in your own way. Yeah. Your five-year plan helped me become a doctor. Hmm. 
um, when my first round of undergrad, when I, I didn't graduate, um, and, you, <laughs> and you told me, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to figure it out. You need to write down what you want to do. I don't care what it is, but write down a five-year plan. And I wrote out this five-year plan and I remember everything on it and nothing came to pass except for one thing. I had like a list of like 50 things and one thing came to pass and it was go to massage therapy school because I figured massage therapy school, I could be a massage therapist while pursuing everything else that I wanted to do. And it was while I was in massage school, I met um, one of my instructors was a chiropractor and um, the owner of the school was a chiropractor too. And I started talking to them just about chiropractic and I fell in love with the body. And here I am today. I didn't do shit else on that list, but become a massage therapist, but look where I'm at. So yeah, five-year plan really works. Right. And um, I'm, I'm glad it worked out for you. And I told, I just told my client the same thing. The stuff that you write down that you want to do, you might not accomplish those things. And that is okay. All you have to do is recalibrate and figure out what it is that I didn't do that I need to do different. That's it. I think I don't think that we as a society and particularly as black people give ourselves room to fail. We think that we have to hit it right out the gate, that everything has to be copacetic. Soon as soon as we do something, everything has got to be in order and we got to make a million dollars. See, see, that brings me back to the whole being proud of myself. Mm-hmm. That that's where it stems from. Cause I feel like I'm a goddamn doctor, right? But no, boo, you just started. Chill out. Right. You right. you, you gotta... <laughs> Grace. <laughs> we might re, I need to retitle this podcast episode as Grace. <laughs> Instead of love and hate, <laughs> love and hate, and grace that we need to give ourselves. Oh, I like that. It is true. Put that in your podcast notes. Show no. Because that's what that's what it is. We um we don't give ourselves grace, and I think the grace is the leave the is fear leaving, allowing fear to leave and move, and and allow you to move. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Dropping gems. Look at her. She out here. She knows something. That girl spitting. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just want to say that we have been well behaved. Here's the thing. Yes, we have. We had a few moments in there. But for the most part, we balanced this out really well. We this could have went all the way left. All when I tell you all, gather up all the things, it could have been all the way left. But we stayed right here. We did. And we were still our authentic selves. It's like we weren't decide or anything. It was just, yeah, it all the professionalism and the hood radishness kind of balanced itself out. It's balance. You need balance. You do need balance. balance. Um, I think we gave gave ourselves that. Um so I thank you um, for being my first guest. Thank you. Anything for my favorite sister? I'm your only sister, girl. Thank you, <laughs> so as uh, I put on your call sheet, because I'm a professional around this bitch. Watch out. Um, 
we're going to promote this um, through the 15th, hopefully, and a little bit thereafter. Um, it will be on YouTube. On um, I will put a couple of reels of this on Instagram. And so you can also follow my podcast, uh, Hood Rat to Harvard, and that's H-O-O-D-R-A-T, the number two, Harvard, H-A-R-V-A-R-D, on um, Spotify, Pocket Cast. Now I'm also on Google Podcasts. Um, yeah, I'm out here. Doing she out here. Out here doing the things. And you can also find me on anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm slash Chandrika dash Simmons, S-H-A-W-N-D-R-I-C-A dash S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Um, I am not abandoning this product, this project. This is my baby for now. Um, so I'm going to give birth to this and take care of it and nurture it, just like I would any of my other children. Um, in addition to this, I am also I have another plan to launch my clothing line. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Uh, I just need to get to. I was trying to get on board with my daughter, but that's a no. So I got to find me a partner and then I'm doing that because okay. I'm going to do it. And that's just a matter of time. Um, but I encourage you to follow me on all platforms. I'm on YouTube, Hood Rat to Harvard, again with the number two. And on um, Instagram, face like us, like our Facebook page. Um, so I'm on all the platforms. Um, oh, me too. You can follow me. On, I live on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Shaterica, D-R-S-H-E-R-T-E-R-I-C-A. All right. And just so you know, I'll put your mask finally in the mail. Uh, it's okay. I was like, they've been sitting here a minute. I didn't even notice them. Hmm. All right. Good to know. All right. So I thank you again for being. Thank you for having me. All right. And just hold on. Don't leave me yet. I won't. Uh, I never leave you. You (laughs) and me must never (laughs) (laughs) talk.